Welcome back to AQ's Blog and Grill, where we dish up fast food for thought on branding and entrepreneurship. Before we get started, don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening. And after the show, leave us a comment with your thoughts on today's episode. Now here's your host, Alan Corey. Hey, everybody, and welcome to AQ's Blog and Grill. We're really excited today to have uh, Communitech CEO Ian Klugman here with us. Ian joined Communitech 15 years ago, and it was a very small, you know, well-organized group that became, under um, Ian's leadership, this uh, colossus of success. And uh, most people give Ian credit, including Ian. So uh, welcome, uh, Ian. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Alan. Thanks for having me on. Actually, it was was 16 years ago today that I started at Communitech. I know. My goodness, 16 years, and here you finally made it here on AQ's Blog and Grill. This is... uh, It's worth worth the journey. It's so worth the journey. (laughs) The struggle was real. So I want to read a quote from uh, past chairman uh, Dave Caputo um, that refers to Ian. And uh, apparently Dave had enough time between uh, starting and selling, starting and selling, starting and selling multi-million dollar organizations to make this to make this comment. Um, I'm not exaggerating when I say that Communitech is envied by cities around the world for the value it delivers to its member entrepreneurs, partners, and the community, said Dave Caputo, serial entrepreneur and chair of Communitech's board of directors. Uh, that envied status has everything to do with Ian's vision, drive, and ability to rally people around a cause. And that's a, that's a superlative statement, Ian. And how, how true is it? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, you know, Dave's an incredibly generous uh, individual. I, I really think that what we've been able to achieve has been, you know, truly a team effort. And I have been lucky enough, uh, maybe convincing enough to assemble just a you know world-class group of people in this organization that really have um, consistently time and time and time again been able to find new models and new ways of doing things um, and reinvent ourselves over multiple times over the last 16 years yeah so, I would say Ian that that your ability to lead that uh, reinvention is uh, is astounding um, Quarry's been members of uh, Communitech right back to probably Vince Sorelli days. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we saw it get started and didn't know what was going to happen. And then uh, you came along 16 years ago today and uh, really have have changed it. You flipped it um, and and built this, this tremendous organization. What do you think besides your fact that you were able to recruit um, really good folks to work with you, what else happened in the past 16 years? I think that, um, you know, we have really stayed true to the principles of our founders. We've really, um, you know, we've always been driven. Our North Star has always been, uh, you know, you know, working to ensure the long-term prosperity of our community and our country. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're not, a, we're not a for-profit. We don't have a profit motive. We really do have a community impact motive. Uh, I think the second thing is, is that we have consistently executed on an ecosystem or a small city strategy. People look at Communitech and they see a building, they see incubators, they see accelerators. But what is really under the hood and what is central to our success has been our focus on the ecosystem, ensuring we've got the right capital, 
uh, you know, talent and, and customers for our companies, ensuring we've got the right business environment and, and working very, very hard with our partners to put Waterloo Region on the map as being uh, an important global ecosystem. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you've achieved that. I think when, when, when people say, well, we're kind of Silicon Valley North, mm. I don't agree with that. I, I don't think we're anything except uh, Waterloo Region and Communitech. How, how do you feel about that comparison? Well, I think, you know, what we've really tried to be is not the Valley. And, and you know, we look at the Valley and it certainly has given us many great things, but there's been an incredible cost to that. Um, it is, it is, you know, I would use the word sick right now, I think, and not in the way the kids talk about sick. I, I think <laughs> unhealth, unhealthy. Um, but, you know, because what has happened is it's become unlivable. Um, okay. It's become, it's, it's left, you know, uh, you know, 90% or 99% of the population behind. Um, and, and so yes, they've had global success, but at a huge cost. And really what we've tried to do is to say, you know what, there's a different way, uh, maybe a more Canadian way, uh, okay. which, which cares about, uh, about ensuring everybody's brought along, um, to building a really successful, uh, innovation cluster and, and really, uh, successful companies. And so mm -hmm. it's been, it's been our sort of our thinking around this is that, you know, let's, instead of looking at copying other ecosystem strategies, and the Valley is a great example, is a classic tall tree strategy. Let's think about what's authentic to us. And when we think back over the last couple hundred years in, in Waterloo Region, we've been successful because of what we call collaborative capitalism. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, David Johnson always used to talk a lot about barn raising and uh, the notion of collaboration as being central to who we are. And he's right. Uh, we think about the fact that we've been able to build, launch and, and grow some of the largest liquor companies, food processing companies, insurance companies, and technology companies in the history of Canada, all from this little community, uh -huh. we would not be able to do that if it were not for our capacity to help each other be successful. Right. And, and I think it's that ethos, it's that notion of collaboration, which we believe is our long-term competitive advantage. It is what has made success, us successful in the past, and it's why we're investing now in what we call collaboratives through our Future of X initiatives. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about that Future of X uh, initiative. What, what's so, going on with that? Yeah, so what, we, what we're doing is we're taking you know, a page from our past and we're saying you know, for the next, well, the, the next chapter of Communitech, you know, perhaps the opportunity for us is to, instead of leaving you know, uh, these, um, these collaboratives or this collaboration uh, to fate as, you know, as we have witnessed with either either a big challenge we faced or a big opportunity we faced, um, can we stand these up in an intentional fashion against uh, issues and opportunities? And so we're doing a future of work and learning right now, which is bringing together 20 organizations from across the community to say, you know, how do we become the most competitive uh, community in the gig economy? How do we ensure, you know, lifetime learning? How do we retain people who are displaced? Um, but really, how, how do we be at the forefront uh, as uh, you know, the workforce is going through this transition? And then we're saying, okay, let's take that and roll out across the country, which has been consistently what we've done. Uh -huh. We're working on one around the future of retail. We're, we're talking about one around the future of mobility. We're thinking about one around the future of cities. And, and uh -huh. so really it's saying, you know, how do we bring our authentic strategy, which has made us successful, and really drive that as far as the next chapter of Communitech, building on everything we've learned along the way. Right, and I guess we're in for a real challenge uh, 
in the near future in that uh, Google has just announced that uh, they're expanding quite a bit in the Waterloo region, uh, could be adding 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 jobs, uh, which could change the housing market a little bit and you know some of the transportation. Um, are we going to be able to stay ahead enough to uh, absorb that kind of expansion into our community? Oh, I think so. I mean, I think we've really always been in, of the belief that healthy ecosystems are diverse ecosystems. You know, we want uh, small, medium, and large companies. We want homegrown and foreign companies. Uh, we want uh, uh, companies led by young and old, by uh, people of different gender, by people of different color. Um, but it's really key is to have no dominant player in the, in the community. Um, we've, we've seen how that has played out in the past in other jurisdictions and in our own jurisdiction. Um, we really know that diversity is key. And we're also looking for good partners. You know, we don't want somebody who's going to come into the community um, who doesn't care about the community, isn't going to make more deposits than withdrawals, as we like to say. Uh -huh. um, and, and, you know, I think with Google, we have consistently seen over the last 11 years that they, they're thoughtful, they're community-minded, they're community-committed, um, and that we will be able to um, absorb uh, these additional roles in our community. Um, and I think it's also an opportunity for us to double down on attracting new people to our community so that we're not fighting over the same people over and over again. Right, because that really is kind of the war on talent uh, in our community right now is focused on, you know, I've worked here, now I want to work there, now I want to work here. And I mean, that's human nature to a certain extent or organizational behavior, but it, it, it doesn't allow maybe some of the... Um, the startup or the emerging companies to uh, find those assets of talent without losing them to, you know, a glossier or, or shinier uh, place. Uh, of course, we never run into that at Quarry. But I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, and I think we're all we're all part of that. I mean, we, um, uh, you know, now the size we are and and the uh, the caliber of talent that we have, we we too are you know have people coming after our people. Uh, and we just have to make sure that we come to work every day saying, you know, we have to fight for uh, the retention, mm -hmm. not just the attraction of people. Right. Um, and we need to find out where we fit and where we compete because, you know, I mean, I think there's some people who really do want to work for a large global multinational for a whole bunch of good reasons. I think there's a lot of people who want to work for a small scale up nimble nimble uh, a company. I think mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who want to bet the farm and go all in. Uh, being part of a startup journey. And, and mm -hmm. I think that we need to, for each of these segments, we need to understand what does competitiveness look like and go to market with, uh, with that in mind. Right. So one of the things that's been very interesting and innovative with uh, Communitech over the past decade has been how Communitech has brought companies, organizations in as partners and located uh, right in the Lang Tannery there. And there seems to be some good spill uh, from that uh, in terms of recruiting and starting new projects. Um, how did that all get started? So, I mean, we've always been of the mind that, um, uh, you know, sort of the notion of strategic doing. So uh, we don't kind of, you know, beaver away on something and uh, until we get down to, you know, a fine pulp and we're ready to launch. We, we tend to go out with, a, with, a, with sometimes an alpha or a beta uh, with an idea and say, let's get this out and see where it goes. Uh, you know, there's a great expression that says, no strategy survives first contact with the enemy. Uh, and it's and it's true. Um, and we operate with that assumption. And we, we don't tend to look at things in terms of, uh, of success and fail. We tend to look at things as experiments. Mm. And so it's about, okay, what did we learn from that? Well, we learned that doesn't work. 
Uh, we learned though that um, there's this bigger opportunity over here. And we think about the, the, the hub, the community tech hub, and, and the journey we started in 2007. And we can honestly say that you know, every assumption we made about how we thought it was going to work was, was wrong. Mm. And when we think about the corporate innovation program, and of course now the, the, uh, the corporate innovation program we run here now is 65 large corporates and government. Uh, you know, everything from TD and Manulife through to uh, the Royal Canadian Air Force uh, are located with us in, the, in our open innovation system. It's now become the largest open innovation facility in the world. And that started with an experiment. It started yeah. with something called the Apps Factory. And so this was 2010 and everything was apptastic at the time and everybody was yeah. obsessed with apps. And we said, you know, why don't we put together a team of co-op students and we'll, we'll, we'll do some hand-holding with the large corporates to help them understand, you know, what, is a, what does a mobile look like and what do apps look like? So they, they don't get either left behind or ripped off by suppliers. Right. And of course, it didn't work. But what ended up happening is that somebody came along and said, what if we were to do that for Canadian Tire? Yes. And we said, you know what? Okay, that's, that's a conversation we want to have. Mm -hmm. And that, of course, was the birth of corporate innovation at right. Communitech and now largest in the world. Yeah. Um, I remember Craig Haney was the, uh, the guy that got started with the Canadian Tire Experiment. Yes, I was an entrepreneur in residence at that time there, and I would love seeing the co-op students come in with the executives. Mm -hmm. I mean, real bona fide blue suit executives from Canadian Tire and, and kick ideas around. I think it was a great learning experience for everybody, including those executives. So that's why it's working. 65 people now involved. That's amazing. Ian. It is. It is amazing. And, you know, we've evolved since then because the needs of of the companies have changed as well. And so, you know, we've worked very, very hard to make sure that, you know, we haven't left behind, um, you know, our companies. And mm -hmm. so, you know, that's been central to our strategy is always to say, you know, how are we relevant and valuable to you now on your evolutionary journey? Mm -hmm. We can't do the same things that we did, you know, eight years ago when we started this. We've got to be focused now on the fact that there's there's a maturity, um, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a much broader understanding of, innovation journeys and there's a different role for us to play with the companies than we did you know eight years ago when we started this exercise sure that's a lifetime ago and uh shift happens and it, yes, it, indeed, it yeah happens around you a lot so ian i didn't realize you went to dalhousie what was that all about that was a while ago <laughs> yeah it was a long time ago uh you know i wanted to uh, get out, out of ontario and I, I was i was interested in being on one of the coasts and so yeah. it was a top up between UBC and uh, and Dow, and what uh, won me over is that they, you know, the head of the school actually called me and said we'd like you to come, and and I didn't get the same response from Vancouver, so <laughs> off I went to Dow. Yeah, and and you 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 uh, were awarded a acronym of MPA. What does that stand for? So that's a public policy, public administration degree. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> and yet, yeah. have you ever used it? Um, I spent some time in government. Um, okay. I worked in the Privy Council office supporting the Prime Minister for a bunch of years, and then I uh, I worked in the provincial government as well. Right. Um, not that I needed an MPA, but I actually also fought forest fire in Northern Ontario for seven years. That's how I put myself through university. So wow. I, I've, I've been blessed with always having a, a balance of public and private experiences, and it's one of the things I love about this job is I, I, I have an opportunity of continuing to be engaged and involved in those big meaty public policy conversations, mm -hmm. but all within an organization which is nimble and quick. So yeah. it's the best of both worlds. 
It really is, and, and congratulations for, for integrating those two worlds, because not many people could do it, frankly. Um, one of the things that, that is going to be part of the uh, Klugman uh, legacy is how successful you have been in uh, working uh, the federal government and the provincial government to uh, for a win-win uh, situation. Uh, the province and the country have both won because of your uh, activities, but also the businesses here in the Waterloo region and the people mm -hmm. have won. So, uh, well, that's that's really super. How many uh, clients does uh, Communitech now serve? So we have uh, over 1,400 members, um, and that's a mix of, you know, hundreds of startups, uh, about 200 growth SMEs, growth scale-ups, and then mm -hmm. about uh, about 100 large corporations. So it's, it's a big number. Um, and we've just gone through our latest review. So every three or four years, we do a, a, a big fundamental review looking at uh, the needs of the community, the ecosystem, the needs of companies, um, where we fit, uh, what other uh, uh, resources have evolved, what other communities are doing. And then we come back and say, okay, let's blow it all up and let's rebuild from here. And we're at that point in time right now where we just launched six years, six months ago, uh, our new strategy, our new organization. Uh -huh. um, and uh, we're going to be rolling out the new start, scale, and corporate programs um, within the next couple of weeks. Wow. And it takes really sort of everything we've learned along the way in the last 20 years uh, and combines it with, well, what specifically are the needs of the companies now uh -huh. um, based on the maturity or the maturation, the growth and the and the evolution of, uh, of the companies in the ecosystem. So it's wow. exciting. It is exciting. As you look back over the past 16 years, um, give, me, give me three, if you can, um, highlights of the things that you're really proud that you were involved in with Communitech. Well, I mean, I think the first would be uh, the Fierce Founders Program, which focuses on female founders. Uh -huh. um, it took a while for us to be able to capitalize that program, but now we are... Uh, you know, we were able to support um, female founder uh, uh, companies, uh, female-led companies, um, in a way that uh, no one else can across the country. Okay. And and in, increasingly, we're seeing other people um, saying we need to, we need to be thinking about what is our strategy, building on what Communitech has built. Mm. Uh, the 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 fact that we've been able to put together things like. Um, you know, six-day boot camp ending and a hundred thousand-dollar cash prize. Where we mm -hmm. take no equity, um, plus the sort of overall program uh, is, uh, I think, making a significant difference. And and now, of course, we see you know alumni of the first few uh, cohorts of this program, you know, get, getting to the next level and being role models for the next generation. And, mm -hmm. and so it's uh, it's been it's been very rewarding. I think I think the second thing that um, you know we're very proud of, or I'm very proud of, is um, is being able to play a small role uh, in a fundamental shift that happened in our community. And by that I mean, you know, the, the exciting thing about uh, about tech ecosystems is they can move very very quickly. Um, but up until then, it takes a long time to get anything going. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've dealt with things over the last 16 years. We started with a an entrepreneurial deficit. No one wanted to be an entrepreneur. We had eight startups one year in 2004. Uh, we finally got people focused and interested in doing startups. We had you know, over 500 for several years in a row new startups. Those are turning points. And one of the significant ones was up until 
um, Devin Galloway and Michael Litt came along with Vidyard, uh -huh. you know, the, the, the normal course of affairs was you went to Y Combinator, you raised a bunch of money, and you stayed in the Valley. Right. And those two individuals said, you know what? Hell no, we won't go. We, we're going to build. We're going to build our company right here in Waterloo Region, and they took a lot of flack from it from the from the people at YC and from others that said, no, that's just not going to work. Um, and it was a day I remember. There was they, they had their greenhouse and there was a big party uh, <laughs> celebrating it. And I remember walking back to my car with my knapsack and thinking, you know, I just I played a small role in changing this community, um, in helping those individuals, and this is a turning point that I will always remember. All right. And I, I think the third thing is, you know, really just, um, uh, you know, the work that we've been able to do uh, in partnerships. Um, the, for some reason or another, we've been able to build a trusted relationship with government, with startups, with scale-ups, with large corporations, to, to bring them together in, in, in different ways that have allowed us to do things that shouldn't be possible. I mean, we are, you know, we, we, we work with organizations from around the world that study ecosystems like the uh, Startup Compass and the Startup Genome. Um, and they basically have said that, you know, we're an aberration. They can explain any other ecosystem in the world because they're all north of 2 million people to begin with, uh -huh. except for us. And there's really no good reason why we should have had the success that we have had. Right. Um, and, and I think that that, um, it really does come back to where I started, which, which is, you know, our capacity to collaborate and pull together um, has been the secret ingredient in our success. And, and I think our, our ambition and our comfort with being ambitious, with, a, with being ambitious, um, and I think our commitment to what I call the different social contract in this community yes. um, really have been able to allow us to be far more successful than we probably should have over the last couple of hundred years. <laughs> it's neat that, yes, I, I agree with everything you've said there, and it's neat that we give ourselves permission to be successful, mm -hmm. because that's not exactly the way Canadians think uh, no. frequently, and yet here we go, and I, I always put a lot of credit to, uh, to Dr. David Johnson and uh, the U of W, and, uh, you know, as, as David would say, it's something in the water. Uh, I don't know. I think it's something in the air. I think it's uh, I think it's the oxygen we breathe around here. And yeah, when you look at you know some of the other uh, high profile uh, incubators and accelerator centers that are in Boulder and in San Francisco and in uh, Boston and and you just those are just North American and in San Francisco, of course, with Y Combinator and um, a couple of the others. Kaboom, we are hitting way above our weight. And uh, some of that has to do with the individuals. Some of that has to do with the institutions. RIM losing its way, how, it flooded the market with so many brilliant people who yep. were able to either start up or help startups. Yeah. Yeah. And now you've got Mike uh, Lazaridis doing quantum, yes. quantum valley. And that's got to be something that your successor has to be uh, – dialed into is that not correct yeah no i mean i i absolutely think so i think that um you know the timing of uh rim losing your way as you say um was right at the time when we had managed to convince enough people to do startups that there was uh, a ton of activity that was happening in the community and, mm -hmm. and we had a highly intentional strategy uh we went out and raised a bunch of money from government and ran 
uh, Tech Jobs Connects, where we went yes. after every every man, woman, and child coming out of BlackBerry and saying, mm-hmm. you know, hey, consider staying, and we will help you find a job. Brilliant. Um, and we touched almost three thousand people, and we're very, very proud of the work that we were able to do. I think, the, you know, uh, Mike Lazaridis is one of my heroes. He and and uh, Fergan have Doug Fergan have invested, um, you know, over half a billion dollars into the quantum strategy, and they. And, and government has come along uh, to their credit and said, yeah, we're gonna we're in uh, to be part of this journey. And it's an investment that was made you know, 15 years ago, long enough ago, um, and at a level that actually allows us to be part of whatever quantum ends up being. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't guarantee anything, but it doesn't it it means we're not left out. Right. And I think that in these big technological shifts, the the biggest risk, of course, is being left behind. Right. Um, and, and you know, thank goodness that they made these investments then. We could never make the investments necessary now to compete. Mm-hmm. I think the other areas that are emerging, which create great opportunity for us that we have as bench strengths in this community are around cybersecurity, mm-hmm. um, you know, applied AI. Um, you know, we, we really do have uh, uh, some, some, some world-leading expertise as these things start to emerge and impact. The other one that's really interesting, of course, is the rise of med tech in our community. Yes. You know, about a third of our intake right now is med tech companies, mm-hmm. um, and it's exciting. They're much deeper science. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I think if we can find a way of, of rallying the community, uh, we, we've got a potential of being a major med tech cluster in, in the next 10 years. Right. When are we going to get that, uh, that hospital at University of Waterloo? That's... It's a question. It's, it's a good question. I think, um, you know, I think the timing is right for us to think about a Waterloo regional healthcare strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, something that's purpose-built for us, that's authentic and appropriate for us, um, and speaks to the longer-term needs of this community mm-hmm. while leveraging the unique things that we do here. I mean, we don't do therapeutics and drug design. Um, but we do engineering and we do, yeah. you know, computer science and we do, um, you know, all of those things. And for us, you know, we look at this opportunity and say, what if we could um, build something authentic for us where we could make a contribution, not just to our community and the people in this community, but to the country. Right. Because we think we are unique in, 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 the, in the culture of this community, but also the, the, the critical mass of skills in certain areas. Right. And uh, so we'll continue to work on that. It is continues to be, you know, one of my priorities Good. Um, because it, it, you know, and I, I think it's interesting. We just had a conversation with a group of people this morning. We were talking about healthcare, education, um, quality of life, affordability of mm-hmm. homes, et cetera, as being absolutely just straight up competitive issues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're, 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 we've arrived at that point where everything is about attracting and retaining talent. And right. these are, these are the four or five things that people say are must haves. Yeah. In order for them to move here, as opposed to Portland, Oregon, or Seattle, right? And so you know, when we start to bring a competitive lens to these things, it becomes a very different conversation uh, than otherwise. Yeah, well, it's going to be exciting, it's, and and I'm so happy to hear Ian that uh, you're going to be staying around because there's lots more to do. Yes, there is. After uh, 2021, thank you very much for spending some time with us today. Ian. We we are we're illuminated, we're enlightened uh, by your energy and uh, your wisdom. So thanks again for being on AQ's Blog and Grill. We'll be publishing all sorts of neat uh, links for our viewers to connect to Communitech and to Ian himself. So thank you, Ian, and we'll see you later. Thank you for having me.
Thanks for joining us this week on AQ's Blog and Grill. Make sure to hit subscribe wherever you're listening so that you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, let us know what you think of the show and who you'd love us to grill next. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next Monday with a brand new episode of AQ's Blog and Grill. AQ's Blog and Grill.